Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Um, welcome to Awakening Together's monthly satsang with uh, Paul Hederman. Uh, welcome, Paul. Hello. And uh, I'm using a new recording system this month, so I just want to uh, ask if everybody can hear Paul as well. Okay, excellent. Um, um, hang on just a second. I'm sorry, that's really rude, but um, do we need to leave the building or anything? Our, our building is suddenly on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, because <laughs> uh, somebody doesn't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so again, welcome, Paul. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you. Um, okay. So, um, Paul, um, I have listened uh, to several of your talks. I am thrilled with what I hear you saying. I'm hearing you say something that seems very simple uh, and uh, um, very radical uh, and very certain. Um, and so what I'd like to do is take just a moment to talk about what, what seems to me is um, the central idea here um, and have you tell us a little bit about selfing. Can you tell me what you mean when you say, uh, when you refer to selfing? I mean, uh, some of the mental processes people would call one of them thoughts uh, the, the language, hearing the thoughts in the language, memories, perceptions. And then what selfing, the essence of selfing is to me, is the act of being identified as a self. So that's a verb. It's a complete verb. It's not like the verb, the act of being identified and the noun, the self. It's a verb, the whole thing. It's the act of being identified as a self. So at times, it seems the mental processes are in the act of being identified as a self. And the idea of self, to me, is the sense, the feeling, vague feeling or sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that gets verified by the body identification. So that's, that's what it is to me. Okay. Um I am. Um... But very important if you listen to the talks. The selfing is, I don't believe there's any nouns, so there's all self, everything is verbing. So there is no self, but there's selfing. And selfing is when the mind is in the act of being identified as a long lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing. Yeah. Now that cannot happen, but it can seem to happen. Yeah. It cannot happen. But it can seem to happen. And seemingly is the word, is another important word, which means it appears to be true or false to you. So that's the whole, that's the whole thing in a nutshell. So everything is seemingly so to what's so. And what we are is what's so. I would say what we are is the reality that can, when it lends itself to something, 
like the idea of being a self, then that sense of being a self seems very, very real. But that reality isn't coming from self, it's coming from mind, big M mind, yes? Yes. yes. That sense. So because we have a statement in recovery called false evidence appears real. So that's the ac one of the acronyms for fear. False evidence appears real. But if you look at that, how could false evidence, it can't be real, but it can appear to be real to what? What does the false evidence appear to be real to? To what's real, obviously, yeah? How could it get any kind of sense of reality unless it was given it by reality? Yeah, so that's, what, that's the whole point to me. Right. In fact, in fact, you have said um, that we we lend reality, we lend our reality to yes, the sense of self. Yes, yes, of course. What else is going on? If like like in the Course in Miracles, it says in Lesson Two, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's a pretty comprehensive statement of a role we seem to be in uh, in here, which is because everything is in there and all. So basically, we're giving everything all the meaning and it has. <laughs> That's a pretty big role yeah, as an activity. It's not saying we as a noun, but we as an activity are giving everything all the meaning it has. Yes? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about the distinction that you make between uh, the noun and the verb? Well, there is no, there's no distinction. There's no noun. <laughs> It's just verbing, so there's no distinction. And why is that important? Because if you're looking for something as a thing, you're going to miss it, yeah? Right. So if you're looking for you as a thing, you're going to miss that you're a verb, in a sense, yeah? Yes. You're not going to recognize, well, you can't recognize yourself anyway. You can only see from what you are. You can't see what you are. Yeah. So you can't escape the verbing of our nature. And, and for you to be found, you would have to be something other than what you are, which you're not. So you cannot find it. You can only be it. That's the only possibility. You can't know what you are or arrive at what you are. There's only one possibility, which is being what you are. And I'm I'm in the camp that you're always being what you are. We just don't think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in, in fact, uh, uh, well, let me, t let me say to the folks that are listening that uh, I, I uh, as I told Paul before we started here uh, tonight, I've been listening to him for the past week. And uh, again, like I said, when I started, I'm just absolutely blown away. I have a lot of notes here. I'm not sure where, quite where to start, uh, and I think we started uh, in the deep end. <laughs> in the deep end, uh, I think oh. we, yeah, yeah, we jumped right into the deep end. I think. Um, why not? <laughs> well, why not? Um, uh, but I, I, I did want to um, see if I could find my uh, uh, my my notes on this because, uh, yeah, it's it. it Back to what you said a minute ago, it says, um, if you're looking for it as a thing, you're never going to see it. You've got to see the activity, uh, which is, which is what you, of course, what, what you were just saying. And I, and I think that that's what, where, what, what the activity you see is the activity of. 
being, quote, unquote, what you're not. That's all you can see because you are the seeing. Right. Yeah. You're not a scene. Well, until, until you start looking, though, I mean, and, and, and I was telling you that, that, that that's been my experience is is um, thinking about seeing things from the perspective of, oh, you're selfing. Oh, you're all the time uh, maintaining this sense of self has given but, me the opportunity. But you're not. You see. <laughs> OK, go ahead. But you're not, you're not selfing. See, that's the product of the selfing. The activity implies there's someone doing it or being done to by it. That's the selfing. It's not the selfing. The selfing is an activity that implies there's someone there. Right. Yeah, either doing the activity or being done to by the activity. That's the self. That's the product of the selfing. The selfing is attempting to convince mind that it's a thing. And then when it does, then that thing that comes after is implied to be before. So now <clears throat> you see an activity and either you see it as being done to you or you doing it. That's the bondage of self. That's a, it's an activity. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, what's the alternative? <laughs> to who? <laughs> well, I mean, I can keep on. Um, uh, yeah, and, and Regina's written here, by the way, the mind comes after and appears to be before, and that's absolutely the point that I, I continue to hear you make. But <coughs> and my question about the alternative is, uh, you, and, and you say to who? I mean, uh, you know, what I've been doing as a spiritual seeker is problematic because I've been seeking from the position of the self. Right. I'm so um, so I'm, I'm, as you said, the non-existent thing looking for uh, salvation from the non-existent thing. Well, that's a, that's a statement from Ramana Maharshi. Right. So that Ramana Maharshi, he would add somewhere in that self-inquiry, but my seat assignment isn't to talk about self-inquiry. But I, that point is the essence of selfing. Yeah, it's, in other words, let's say there's just space and then the mental process conceives an idea and throws it out like this, hey, it presupposes a non-existent thing, the body, as being an existent thing, yeah? And then that existent thing now attempts to get salvation for itself right. when there's only, there's no need for even salvation from it because it's a non-existent thing, you see? There's nothing to undo because it could never have been done. Well, um, all right, let me uh, ask you then, how do I, um, <laughs> it's difficult yeah. to, to speak in, in words, but how do I free myself from the illusion that I'm in bondage to a self? You don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, I got to go. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> What do I do? There's a seeing of it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's a seeing of it, but see, the seeing of it is being forgotten, and then the story that it's there's a seer or the scene gets emphasized, yeah? Because our reference point, effort, 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 which is the body idea, emphasizes everything to the body idea. Like the course, let me read a thing to, from the course. Yes. Yeah? Things I like. 
out of here. So here, this is on page 468. If anyone's, I riff on this all the time. I don't read the book that much, but when I come across something, so here, he says it here on the third paragraph. It says, the brain interprets to the body of which, of which it is a part. So the brain, where selfing is produced, in a sense, is interpreting everything to the body. That's the reference point. Right. Yeah. And it's very, very fast. So let's say this. I used to tell a story. So let's say a lion, for some reason or another, has taken itself to be a sheep. Yes. So and it goes to a meeting where the speaker goes, hey, to everyone in the room, hey, you're a lion. And now you would think that would be really it would take absolutely no time at all. That would be the last scripture he would ever have to hear because it's a lion. So it go, all right, a lion hears that it's a lion. There it is, right? Very clear, very direct. So it takes absolutely no time because it's not trying to become like a lion. It is a lion. But what happens is the lion is in the act of the act of being identified because there is never an identification. There's the act of being identified. It's different. It's different. The idea that I'm identified implies you to something else. This is the act. So it, if it's believing the act of being identified as a sheep, it's going to hear message it's a lion as a sheep. Yeah. So what, what, can, what, what can happen? So many possibilities. The, the clearest one, which is, hey, you're a lion, is totally neutered. And now you, the only way you can go at it is I can become like a lion. That's not the message. The message is you're a lion. The dilemma with the message is who's hearing it or what's hearing it. Yeah, because if the sheep hears it, it's going to translate into I can become like a lion. There's not a direct hit because the lion is still is still in the act of being identified as a sheep when it hears that it's a lion. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's it's a matter of changing where I'm looking from. You don't need to change <laughs> what you're looking from. Yeah, you don't. Because the looking from that is, is encompassed in the seeing. It's the seeing, yeah? The seeing sees what you're not. That's what it does. It can see activities and not fall into the idea that they, they imply nouns. Yeah. And so now you start losing interest in self. Why? Because it's not you. That's all. Instead of having a huge amount of wanting to lose interest in self as a self, which is more selfing. Right. You lose interest in it because it's not you. Simple right. as that. Right. Well, maybe uh, maybe the way to go at this um, is to uh, talk about um, our relationship with thought. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I don't know your relationship. <laughs> well, let's talk about where uh, where you started before you got it. <laughs> well, see the idea of thought and the huge difference the sense of my makes in thought. So. <clears throat> Thoughts are thoughts, yeah? But then there's another thought that you're the thinker that you don't see as a thought. That triggers a sense that you're a someone, yeah? But it's a thought, yeah. the thought of you're the thinker. Yeah. But that thought implies it's having all the other thoughts. 
Yeah. So for me, it's the mind, that feeling of being the one who's doing it, you know, the proprietor of these thoughts, whatever, the owner of these thoughts, that sense of my is what gives meaning to the thought that comes after it. Yeah. Which is what we talked about a while ago, lending, lending yes. that our reality. Exactly. So the thoughts are being used to facilitate the bondage of self, but they don't produce, there's no producing of the bondage of self. It never happened, but it can seemingly happen. But they're just being used to facilitate the seeming bondage of self. The real bondage is not in the thought, it's in the mind. The right. sense of ownership, the sense of being a proprietor, the haver of it, the doer of it. That's where the glue is, yeah? Yes. So people want to change their thoughts, but they very rarely question the think idea of being the thinker. That gets assumed, yeah? And that assumption <clears throat> is not true. That's a presupposing. The presupposing, supposing is sort of like assuming. You know, you so, like assuming, you know, I have a... Uh, I can live under assumption I have a lot of money, but have no money. And so sooner or later, that assumption is going to run out and I'm going to get slapped by not having any money <laughs> because I'm walking around assuming I have money, but I haven't really looked at the bank account. Yeah, I just assumed I have money. Well, there's a, this whole place is based on assumptions, presupposing, you know, implying, uh, referring, inferring. It's all... It's all fingers pointing at a moon, but there's not even a moon in this example. It's just pointing. Yeah. Right. And then the mind makes the leap into, hey, it's me. Yeah. Seemingly. Well, um, right. Okay. So, um, you know, um, uh, I really... Uh, heard you when you talked about um well you said um, um uh <laughs> while you are proclaiming you want to escape you are reaffirming the self you want to escape uh the yeah whole, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah you see yeah yeah i mean and and i hear it but i'm i'm wondering how to um you know, maybe I'm wondering too hard, but I'm wondering how to translate it for uh, for our listeners who I think have all, uh, at one time or another at least, bought into that idea that this whole uh, spiritual aspirant system, you know, this whole seeking um, is, is uh, just reinforces the self. So if that's what I've been doing for the past 20 years, um, well, what would you have me you do instead? <laughs> You would have me realize that I haven't been doing it because there is no I to have been doing it. Yes, it's just the do. There was just doing of it. Seemingly, there was the doing of it, and I was and I was watching that and claiming it as my own, as my doing, as me. Well, at that point, you were looking. You were living as if you were looking from it. You weren't right. watching. If you were watching it, you would see it differently. Okay, but so when you're looking from it, you take it to be me. Yeah. Right. So it sounds like you you might, and I know you won't let me put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you might recommend uh, watching. No. No. Okay. Because you're naturally seeing. You're naturally aware. I mean, you're being what you'd like to use as a tool. You're being, you know, you're, I humbly believe we're all awake. 
you know, and then we can seem to be asleep to that fact or we can seem to be awake to that fact. It's, but the fact doesn't change. <clears throat> right. Um, uh, actually, Regina was talking earlier, I heard in her, uh, she had a program right before we started. She was talking about um, people who were adopting the idea, I, I am enlightened, and they seem to be, you know, clearly not enlightened, <laughs> clearly not awake. Um, so how is what you're talking about different from just adopting this, you know, okay, now I'm enlightened? Well, I'm not adopting, I am enlightened. <clears throat> right. I don't right. care about any of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole point here is you get freed from the need to be liberated. Because what needs to be liberated isn't you. Right. Yeah. So that's what happens. If it's a total revising, spirituality is a very loose fitting, misnamed like category. Yeah. Because if I, when I was seemingly a spiritual seeker, if I would never have been looking for what's happening now where I am, <laughs> I would have looked at as totally, totally unappetizing. So what? It's very ordinary, totally, yeah, just, just tons of loss of interest in anything that people would term spiritual to me. <laughs> so you were doing one thing when you were attempting to be spiritual or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, and now you're not doing that thing. What, what, what turned the time? Well, I was never doing that. Thing. <laughs> you're making this really hard, Paul. <laughs> but I wasn't though. And we need to be specific. Right. The language is very tricky. Obviously we don't want to pick like, you know, like non-dual Pharisees, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But I'm just joking with it. But you, the, the, the language is constantly implying we have a lot to do with shit we have not, oh, with, with stuff we have nothing to do with completely. So this language, this language is, is a subjective language used by objects in a certain way. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really it's the trance uh, fortifier. Yeah, it's just it's like we're it's like we're living with a hypnotist and it's us. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, it is. Listen, I have this thing I always use because it happened. You know, I was at a talk and I hadn't been back east in a while, and a guy who knew me came in and said, "Hey, Paul, you're growing your hair." So I said, "Oh yeah, my, I'm growing my hair. I'm doing pretty good. My hair's getting really good." And he was balding, so I said, "You're not doing that well with your hair." <laughs> And I said to him, hey, you know, I recommend growing your hair with other people. It really helps. And, and you can go on and on and have right. pride about it and everything or be embarrassed by it. But in fact, the only thing I do is not cut, not get it cut. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. Right. But the language is constantly implying I do like the knee. The knee went out surfing about two and three years ago. Now, when people when I would tell people, I said I hurt my knee. So it sounds like I went out in the water with a hammer and I hit my <laughs> knee with a hammer. Right. No, the knee went out. But the way the language is, I hurt. I did it. Somehow I was there was this imaginary eye that had an intention to hurt the knee. You know, it's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all set up that way, seemingly. Yes, it's set up that way. So you can't get out what out of what you're not in. You see, that's the dilemma. 
You can't get out of an imaginary place. That's the, trying to get out of an imaginary place is what casts it to seem to be real. Yeah. So um, the uh, uh, the problem in talking about it seems to to be that the um, the journey and the destination are the same thing. It's the it's the recognition that I'm not what I think that I'm not what I thought that I was. But there's no journey, and there's yeah, no yeah. really. You didn't, haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, and uh, we haven't gone anywhere, have we? Really, we haven't gone to do anywhere. Well, and and Dove has written here. Um, our friend uh, Dove Fishman has written here. I need do nothing. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great chapter in the course. I need do nothing. So it says, you know, you can launch seemingly launch. You know, a journey with all these paths, but it's if it's all going to lead to a one realization, which is I need do nothing. I would just say, hey, start there. Yeah, because all the somethings you think you think you're going to acquire are going to add up to nothing anyway. So you might as well just stay at nothing, which turns out to be everything, really. Yeah. 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 And um, and I'm certainly uh, reminded of the uh, uh, place in the course where it says, you know, all, all, all you need to do is recognize that it is this that I've done and this that I would undo. Yes. Well, who's who's that implying this? Wasn't that the Holy Spirit? That undoes, undoes. Yeah, it's the one. It's the power. It's the one lending the power. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the one lending the reality. Uh, to this, I would say, in a way, the head thinks it's done something, and then the Holy Spirit undoes that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did it need undoing? No, but yeah. here you can dream yourself seemingly out of the dream. So there's going to be a lot of undoing of what never happened. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, my friend uh, uh, Lynn Johnson has written here uh, to uh, start at the end. It saves time, and that I can. Is it just you and me? <laughs> no, I think they're here, Paul. Let's see. This was, this was a ruse. You just wanted to talk to me by yourself. <laughs> you caught me. You caught me. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Reboot, reboot work sounds good. We're all in this together. So. Um, okay. Uh, and maybe uh, that is a good signal that uh, it's a good time to. Um, let folks ask questions, which is uh, one of the advantages of doing it the way that we're doing it uh, tonight. So um, anybody that has a question for Paul, feel free to raise your hand, and I'm sure that Paul will be happy to answer <laughs> your question. <laughs> uh, maybe he won't give you as much grief as he gave me, but we'll see. Um, I do not see any hands yet, but uh, again, guys, you all just uh, uh, go ahead uh, and feel free um, uh, when you're ready. Paul, maybe you want to take this up. Um, oh, there's a, actually there's a hand up, so I'm going to let go of the mic. And uh, if you can't hear the question, Paul, you let me know. Hi, Paul. My name is Christina. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you, Larry. Um, anyway, I listen to your videos on YouTube too, and I just, I just love it. I just, 
I'm also a uh, part of uh, the 12-step group um, of AA, and I've been, you know, sober since like 1983 with no, no, no going back. So it's a great, great, I just, I just love you. I just wanted to thank you because you make it so simple and so plain, and it really is. As long you know, I'm not giving it power, and I'm also uh, in the course, and um, the 12 steps, the course, and God, and Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and, you know, and I listen to a lot of uh, different teachers, and uh, we're all talking about the same thing in different words, and that's what I love, because it's like, is this, 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 just this higher power that is so powerful, that is so great, that uh, takes care of everything. And we don't need to do anything. We just need to relax, chill out, have a cup of chamomile tea, and enjoy it. You know, just enjoy this moment. This moment is all we have, is all I have. I don't know what's going to be next moment or the past is gone. But when, I'm, uh, when I need to share uh, something from the past, for example, in the 12 steps, I see it totally different today. You know, see it totally different. I see it as a blessing, as a blessing to bless my brothers and, you know, my sisters. And there's been many blessings, you know, through the years. And I'm, I'm just really, really grateful that uh, this gift is so, so wonderful and that are many, many, many beings who are right here with us together, you know. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm dropping the mic. Okay, now we're back on. Uh, Paul, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing, Christina. Uh, uh, I see uh, that Regina has asked, um, uh, what's his story? How did he arrive at realization? Not everyone here knows Paul. So, Paul, what's your story? Mm, well, first of all, you don't <laughs> realize, but whatever. <laughs> uh, the story of the action figure was uh, like 29 years ago, I was in a trailer park in a trailer with someone who I didn't really know. I had just been on a run with drugs and alcohol. And if you've ever been on a run with drugs and alcohol, the term run is really a misnomer because limping after a few weeks <laughs> and then you're crawling and then you're dragged back to what we say in recovery, which is a pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. And that's what was happening with me. And I ended up being in a two-year program and I had left and I went back out and I was at it in the 10th month of a 10-month run and I ended up in Calistoga, north of where I live now. And I was in a trailer with this guy who I didn't know. 
drinking a bottle of Royal Gate vodka. And um, I was looking at him, he had a big head and big bulbous nose and varicose veins. And I said to myself, he's a bum. But lo and behold, I interpreted his looking at me like I was a bum. <laughs> and that was uh, a certain moment of clarity, but more than a moment. Uh, something happened that I didn't believe possible, which is the head stopped and almost like a portal opened up and something downloaded. And it was very like a flash across a screen. And it was uh, like a CNN news flash. Headline, no story. And the headline was, I'm screwed. <laughs> now, I've been screwed for quite a while. And a lot of people knew I was screwed, but it was escaping me that I was screwed because this moment, something pierced through my little mental defenses and went to what you may call the innermost. And I was really struck sober. So from that point on, I never had a desire or a strong thought about drinking or using for 29 years. And that radioisotope, that pulsating urge, had been removed. Now, my mother wanted it to be removed. I wanted it to be removed. The state wanted it to be removed. <laughs> but nothing could remove it. No human power. Yet something did. And I believe now, after 29 years of sobriety, that the whole oak tree was in that seed, you know, it was just playing, the sobriety has just played itself out on this stage of time and space for the last 29 years. But say it in recovery that you may arrive at a place where the problem will not exist for you anymore. And I found that will still be defined as an experience, but if it moves to the problem does not exist as you anymore, that stabilizes. So what happened is I got sober. I decided the only good parts of my life were when I was involved. I'd been involved with a spiritual teacher when I was 19 and to about 24. And those years, wanting to know God was sufficient enough to keep me sober. I only drank a couple of Heinekens from five years or something because I was keenly interested in this idea of God. But after being disillusioned by it, I went back out with a vengeance and it led to this point in this trailer. And um, well, that was an incredible demonstration of a power greater than self in my life because something that no one could do was done by that power. And uh, from that point on, I was basically trying to get free as a self, by a self, through a self, and for a self, until about nine years into sobriety, my head cracked open in certain ways, where I saw the word self, and it represented to me a parasite or a foreign installment. So I finally had the recognition 
that which I, that which I was calling myself wasn't me. And as soon as I saw it wasn't me, the next possibility that became available, which and it was always available, but the condition I seemed to be in caused it not to be available, which was, hey, I'm not that. I can be free from it. Yeah. yeah. And so now, instead of my my that longing or that urge to be free getting captured by the mental state and turned into another form of bondage. Now there was clear direction and uh, things happened and whatever. And I just been entertaining what's been revealed and what's been revealed is always revealing. So I truly believe that we are what we're looking for and it's available at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary to meet it, except unless you believe you have some requirements. Yeah. Uh, That's the story. And then one way I was speaking a lot in recovery And then uh, about nine years ago, I made a fatal mistake, and that is we created a website called zenbitchslap.com. And then people from outside of recovery started getting in touch with me on the Internet, such such like this. And I started to share, and then I... um, got sort of placed in a niche of non-duality recovery. But when I started to do non-duality, it was interesting. I saw the disease of self manifested in another way, which is spiritual seeking. Right. It's the same, same. It's just a different stream. And I saw, but see, in spiritual seeking, there are no interventions, you know? You're not going to get arrested <laughs> for buying that next spiritual book. No one's going to walk up to you and say you have to leave a meeting, you know, which I wish they did. I wish there were some interventions. So, but I saw that very clearly. And then I also saw a lot of people are saying beautiful things, but it's not so much what's being said, it's how it's being heard. Mm. So if the selfing is doing its thing, which is, Asking and identified as a self, when you hear that you're not a body, you're going to hear it as a body. Yes? Yes. That's the dilemma right there. You're going to hear all about the truth of what you are, but you'll be hearing it, or the, the what you're not activity will be claiming it, and it will be cast as you're hearing it as what you're not. So it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah? Yeah. The lion does not get that it's a lion through the identification as a sheep. It can only get the possibility I can become like a lion as a sheep. It does not get radical freedom. It gets another freaking path of extension in time to get free. So is that, that is that a matter of grace, being able to hear with the ears of a lion as opposed to what you've always done, which is listening as if you were a sheep? Well, I would say everything is grace, but, you know, Grace, yeah, I don't know why. See, I went to satsangs, and this one guy shared once, he was saying an old Zen thing, which I like, which is, I'm a man standing by the river selling water. So I was at this meeting, and that was sort of funny. And then he said, it's even (laughs) funnier that I'm a man standing in a river selling water. And I left that moment and never went back to any meetings. Because I got it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. We were talking 
the meetings were talking about exactly what was going on <laughs> at the meeting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the meeting was being used exactly like everything else gets used. So, yeah. Yeah. And well, so then the emphasis over time doing the talks was the most important thing is to be an ear doctor. Yeah. And the only thing you can teach is about what you're not. That's all you can teach. There is no teacher of non-duality. There's a teaching of what you're not. The recognition of what you're not is non-duality. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's my, that's the sense, because non-duality means not two. It doesn't mean one, it just means not two. Yeah. Everything else from there is found out. I don't understand that distinction. I heard you make it another time, and I don't understand the distinction. Can you say it again, maybe? I don't know. What, of non-duality? No, uh, um, non-duality doesn't mean uh, one. It means not two. That's right. It's a negation. Mm. If, if it did, they would have just said one. But they <laughs> realized one doesn't work. What has to be negated is the duality, yeah? Because yeah. if you're hearing it from dualism, right. the one isn't going to trigger what you would hope it would trigger. Yeah. Because if you were the one and you heard that you were the one, that would... Right. There would be no time or effort to be the one. You already are the one. Yeah, I, what I want to do is, is make a noun of the one and then try and be that. So but so the thing is, is to negate the duality, and then you're left with what is. Yeah. And, you, you know, you can't get to what is from the duality, because there isn't duality. You can't solve you the problem from within the problem. Yes. So yeah. you, there's a negation of the false reference, and then there's a finding out about the only non-reference, that's all. You can't, there's no, you're not going to turn around and now start searching for the one. It's just <laughs> a recognition of, of not two, and then that's that. Right. Right. Well, and I thought it was really helpful when you, um, uh, and I heard you say it before, but when you just said uh, you recognized that the self uh, was a parasite, not you. Yes, it's. I, I'm just using words that can provoke an image of other, mm -hmm. because if the act of identified as a self is the seeming problem, then you have to see its product as other than you. Yeah. yeah. Or you'll do what we did earlier, where you'll think you're the one who's selfing, or you'll think you're the right. one that's getting defeated by selfing. Right. That's not it. That's not the message. The message is there is no one. It's just, there's just knowing, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking, yada, yada, yada. And not, all of those verbs do not culminate into a grand, authentic noun. It's just verbing. Yeah? Yeah. So if you're, the mental landscape has made up, it's implying a verb, it's implying a noun through a, a, an interpretation of the verbing. Yeah? But they're all made up skyscrapers. When something blows through your mental landscape and everything gets, and first of all, they, they were never up anyway, but you get that sense of everything's blown over, then you start seeing what you're not. And in the seeing of what you're not, it's almost like a, a bunker shot to get a sense of what you are. <laughs> to get a sense of what you are as what you are is impossible, but you can get a sense of what you are by seeing what you're not. Right. That's to me, that's how it goes. Yeah. 
Um, we, um, I see we have another question, and um, uh, I would just say that um, uh, when um, uh, when they're uh, when they when the questioner has the mic, they can't hear us speak. So um, I'll uh, I'll uh, give up the mic and let you know when uh, when they can hear us again. Hi, uh, Paul. Uh, this is Dolores, and um, I too am a recovering addict. And, um, but I had a question. I had written it down, Jacqueline. I don't think you saw it, but I was asking Paul, did he think that all of these books, the Tao Te Ching, the Bible, the, all of these spiritual books, all of those are just selfing or they're just pointers, but it's all just selfing as he describes it. So, uh, I'll let go of the mic. Thanks. Okay. We're back on Paul. No, I don't believe they're all selfing. I think selfing can claim them and make them into something then that they're not. Yeah. And the importance of a pointing or a pointer, yeah, is the pointing, basically. So you can have a total fraud and still get incredibly inspired by it. Yeah. The mind, the big M mind overrides everything. So you can, one person would think this sucks, another person, it's like the greatest thing they ever heard. Because the determining factor is us, yeah? Yes? So you could read a comic book and get totally inspired, or you can hear one cryptic sentence like, what's looking is what you're looking for. The, the, the little sayings that I use, I use because when I hear say them, an avalanche occurs of sense feltness. It triggers a sense feltness because those little words are like one little one little vibration that let, brings down the whole mountain of snow. Yeah. So and they never fail. Ever since I was introduced to them, they've always rang the bell eternally, in a so to speak. So I. I'm not going to hear them from other people, so I say to myself, <laughs> you know, I like getting tickled. In that <laughs> so that's one of the things. So, no, Tao Te Ching is brilliant and all those things, but the what makes it a living book is the one who is not the one, it's the reading of it. It's mind, yeah? Mind will hide nuggets in books and then and then find them out later, yeah? But it's all from the source of mind, big M mind. Yeah, you say so mind will hide. You say mind will hide nuggets, uh, which is um, of itself, and they'll find it in a book. Like the the book will trigger a, like a, a treasure hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Of what's always available at all times. So you'll come upon something that you were never never was lost. I'll read this thing if people don't mind. That'd be great. I think this is a beautiful demonstration of a lot, a lot of stuff. This is Ramana Maharshi out of a book called The Talks with Ramana Maharshi. You can't see it. Yeah. It's a little beat up, but on page 388. So he goes like this. He says, if, now the main word on this little riff is if, right? If realization was something outside you, a way could be shown consistent with the safety of the individual. 
Yeah. So the path would be suited to the individual that you're not, let's say. So maybe you lean towards devotion, maybe you know, knowledge, maybe service. Yes? If realization was outside of you, then you could uh, reasonably expect that you could find realization through these well-worn paths. Yeah? If. Right. But see, if is the key. So it said, then questions such as, is it realizable? And if so, in what time would also arise? And tons of more of questions. Yeah. Once an insane assumption is taken to be so, then there's tons of mental minutia about it. Yeah. So he goes, but here, oh, then question, yeah. But here, oh, yeah. But here, realization is of the large self, you know, let's say truth, all right? So realization is of the truth. So there's not a realization of truth, it's of the truth, yeah? Truth is the context, and then there's realizations within the context, yeah? Yeah. There's not a realization of that which is realizing, yeah? Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not something I'm going to gain. Well... That which is always realized isn't realizing, yeah? It's always realized, yeah, yeah. So, but here, such as, let's see, but here, realization is of the self. You cannot remain without the self, the big S, yeah? What I'm usually talking about with selfing is small, yes? And I don't even call what's producing it mind, I call it mental processes, because mind has been given a bad name by affiliating it with mental processes. It has. It's very hard to find faith in mind when faith is in mind or faith mind is the whole key. So the self is always realized, but you don't recognize the fact. Yeah? Not the possibility, not the maybe, no, the fact that it's always realized. The realization is now obscured by the present world idea. Now, what I would add there, which I'd hate, you know, I'd, I wouldn't ever think of adding something Ramana says, but where I put in would be seemingly, yeah? All this to me is appearing to be true or not. The world is now seen outside you, exactly, and the idea associated with it obscures your real nature, that you're in it, that you're in the world. That's the idea. All that is needed is to overcome the ignorance and the self stands revealed because it's always revealed. It's not like suddenly it stands revealed as if it wasn't revealed. It's always been revealed. But now the act of being of being blocked from by an obscuration stops. Yes. You yes. see through it, and then that which seems to have happened immediately downloads it's always been the case. And nothing ever it was never not there, and it will never not not be there. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's beautiful in a way. And so, uh, Paul, is that is that the yeah. download uh, that you got that you talked about? You said the head stopped and a download came in a while ago when you were telling us your story. Well, the download with that was more of a, was just a demonstration of a power greater than self. Yes. Yeah. And then it had many more. And then I was led on to a different kind of choreography I was never reading. And my life got filled with coincidences and all of this stuff. It's sort of like I was let in on the joke in a sense. 
a little more than I had been because at the before I was the butt of the joke. <laughs> of being let in on the joke, which was a big upgrade. <laughs> so, so let me just riff this off. Yeah. So, the world is now seen outside you. All that is needed is to is to overcome this ignorance, and and how to overcome the ignorance is realizing it's not your ignorance. Yeah. When you see it's not your ignorance, the importance of ignorance gets totally, totally diminished. But it's when it's your ignorance, it can obscure tons of shit from you. Yeah. Yeah. So all that is, all right, so no special effort is necessary to realize the truth, the self. All efforts are for eliminating the present obscuration of the truth. Now, this is the greatest, one of the great old stories. A lady is wearing a necklace around her neck, yes? such yes. as you are, she forgets it, seemingly, I would throw in, but she forgets it, imagines it to be lost, and impulsively looks for it here, there, and everywhere. Not finding it, she asks her friends if they have found it anywhere, until one kind friend points to her neck and tells her to feel the necklace around the neck. The seeker does so and feels happy the necklace is found. Again, when she meets her other friends, they ask her if her lost necklace was found. She says yes to them, as if it were lost and later recovered. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it. But yet, she was bummed out when she felt she lost it, <laughs> and then she's blissed out when she feels she found it, but that was never lost or found. What's that but playing God? What's that but giving everything all the meaning it has? Yeah. That's the mental state. Yeah? Yeah. So and her property had, let me just finish this. Sure. I'm, I'm getting inspired by it. Yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> so her happiness on rediscovering it is it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it, and yet she was once miserable, and now she is happy. So also with the realization of the self. The self is always realized. So how can you have a realization of that which is always realized? The realization is now obscured. When the veil is removed, the person feels happy at rediscovering the ever-realized self. The ever-present realizations appears to be a new realization. But it isn't, yes? Now what should one do to overcome the present ignorance? Well, I don't want to go there. Uh, well, that's a question that I asked you that you won't answer. No. <laughs> what he says eagerness. Yeah. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, have a flavor. If you, have, if you find, if there's a taste for it, yeah. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go past the menu and you're gonna get the meal. Yeah. 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 The only admission price is dropping the idea you're a non-existent thing. How long will that take? An instant. Exactly. And why is it gonna reappear? How can it? It's non-existent. You don't <laughs> have to go back to make sure it's been killed. It never was alive to kill. Totally imaginary. Yeah, and in, in, in fact, I was uh, um, I was really taken by the fact that you said, you know, all that this that that being what you are is effortless, and that uh, all the effort goes into this selfing, this continual maintenance of the idea that you're self. Yes, yeah. exhausting. Yeah. 
But to who? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is. Uh, I mean, you know, if you were huffing and puffing a blow-up doll and it had pinholes so it never could really hold its form, wouldn't you stop it sooner or later? But we don't, we can't take the, we don't have, the possibility is not available to us yeah. when we take ourselves to be a self. The only way we can entertain freedom is for that or as that or through that. But it's not from that which we're not, and that's the freedom. And that freedom doesn't come to pass. It, it's always available at all times because there's never been a bondage. There's only a, an appearance of bondage based on the obscuring of the obvious truth, yeah, which is all done by the head. It's all dreaming. Yeah, yeah it, it just seems... Um, it's. Uh... Well, I feel like I have heard you. It seems like it's difficult to translate um, <laughs> into uh, something that, um, um, yeah, I need to do nothing, that folks can do, right? That, um, um, you know, I'm used to looking from these eyes. You know, I'm used to selfing. Yeah. I'm used to to participating with the world in this way. I'm used to having a thought and going, oh, that's my thought, and having a feeling going, oh, that's my feeling. So how to begin to extract yourself um, seems to be, uh, you know, that's... But the, to see the how-to would be for the thing that you don't need to escape from because it's not so, yeah? It's, it's, so it's just hear the message. Yes, sir. Yeah? Hear it. <laughs> There's lots of ways of hearing and listening. Yeah. Some people tell me, really, they don't even listen. They turn off the volume and they just watch the body go off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's a lot of ways of listening. Yeah. You don't need to think about it. Yeah. You know, you're being served a spiritual subpoena. It's going <laughs> to do what it's going to do. Yeah. Have faith. Why not? Very good. Yeah. I like that. Uh, that's great. Uh, yeah, in fact, you had said uh, in an earlier talk, you said, um, you know, you just need to correct the missteps. There's no need for new steps. So I think no, that's No way. No. <laughs> well, you know, I'll humbly tell you, when I heard this idea, it was like an unspoken yes. Something happened, and I felt I knew it before all other knowing, yeah? And then since then, it's just reverberated. And I would say now as an interpretation in time that it's it's the last answer because I haven't looked for another answer ever since. And I can't say that about every other answer I ever had. Yeah? Yeah. So this is a, a whole different beast because you are it. Yes. Not as a thing, being a verb, You it's just verbing. Like you are it, you are-ing itting. You know, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like if you went to the you went to Colorado River, and you took a glass of water out of that river, and then you went home, or or everyone you met, you say, "I got the Colorado River." <laughs> but what happened when what was lost when you got the river, the rivering? Yeah, it's in a glass now. You missed the whole essence of it. Yeah, is the rivering? That's the essence of it here in manifestation. <clears throat> it's activity. It's always 
always going on. There's no entrance point or, or exit point. The action figure is never going to get behind the camera. It's always appearing in the context, in the content. The content is not going to know the context. It can only realize it's not content and then be the context. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I say it already happened. We just don't think so. It's already so. Well, because it was never unso. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, let me tell folks that are listening, we've got uh, 15, only 15 minutes left. Uh, so if you have questions for Paul, we would love to take your questions. You can type your questions on the board. You can raise your hand and take the mic. Um, but um, we would love to hear your questions. Uh... No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that statement. You don't? Well, tell me what you... Okay, you invite them then. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry, folks. I'm kind of looking at my notes here to see what we, what we uh, haven't gotten into, but... Uh, you know, you, uh, I heard you say, you know, uh, you keep delivering the same message because the message is the same. Um, so I, I, I think that we, uh, we've we looked at a lot of this. Oh, why don't you talk to me about um, uh, when we talked, uh, uh, Regina says she wants me to shut up. No, she didn't say that. She said, uh, <laughs> I liked it when he got inspired and he was teaching. Um, uh, Dove says, um, are all questions of the ego? Uh, well, first of all, I don't, I don't like the term an ego because a lot of people believe they have an ego or they've lost an ego. To me, what is that feeling of being the one who had the ego or lost the ego? That's the selfing. Yeah. So I don't, uh, the ego for me, it's just a, like, uh, it's like selfing, objectifying itself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. I don't resonate with that. I like because it's the selfing is that sense of being the one who has or doesn't have, the one who got or lost, the one who achieved and then did something to lose it. All that, all that meaning to those things don't come from those things themselves it comes from the the fault of the the false one yeah yeah that to me is selfing that feeling of being the one who has an ego or lost an ego yeah well he's uh he's also rephrased here he says are all questions of duality well, yes <laughs> well i don't know let's see well for me it's the answer asking a question. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really. So sometimes I don't like to answer questions yeah. because if you don't ask the question, maybe the answer will become obvious. Yeah. Yeah. That's my feeling about it. Yeah. He says thanks. Listen, I yeah. wanted to, uh, as I was looking through these notes, um, uh, I came across a note I had made about uh, when you talked about when you were a child. Um, and and how that helped us understand this whole thing of what we do in selfing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when, you know, this is just a story, but I have 
sense feltness about when I was a kid. And, you know, when you were a kid and you were playing, were you worried about, will you be playing next week? Yeah. Yeah. Just why, why don't, because you time hadn't set up yet. Yeah. And I wasn't trying, when I was walking around my house, when I was a kid, I didn't think my room was too small or I should be wearing gap clothes. None of that was going on. Yeah. And also I wasn't trying to get into the moment because I hadn't entertained the insane idea I could be out of a moment. Yeah. yeah. All of this came after the mental state developed. So all these insane assumptions are the basis of all the logic of the mental state. So people are trying to get into what they can't be out of, which is the moment. And they're trying to get out of what they can't be in, which is self. <laughs> like a bizarro world. <laughs> That's great. And it was obvious when you were a kid. I was Because I wasn't in an abusive situation. I didn't have fear or anxiety at that point. I was taken care of and stuff like that. So I wasn't... You know, what people call a great place to arrive at was the norm. Yeah, back then. Yeah, what people are trying to get to was the norm with no thought or effort. <clears throat> see, this is the thing. I don't see how, if you look at just the, uh, you know, being on, let's say conscious, the conscious contact that's happening, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, and the hearing of thoughts. For me, it doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort. I do not work to see, you know, during the day. Yeah. yeah? I'm not like seeing, <laughs> practicing seeing and practicing hearing. The only thing that could bother the seeing is if my eyes were screwed up or something or my ears were bad. But that which is hearing, yeah, doesn't need any uh, improvement or anything like that. And it's not demonstrating any thought or effort to be doing what, it's, what it is, which is seeing. It's conscious. So it's, it's being what it is. I just can't see how we can believe that thought and effort would bring us that, to that place which doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah? Yeah, all the thought and effort go into maintaining this belief that I'm this separate self. Yeah, and so now your inherent activity, let's say being conscious contact, now it's seen as something you want to acquire because the mental state comes and claims everything. It comes after and then claims what's before. So the consciousness is what allows the mental state to become sentient of things. And then the mental state says, I'm the one who's conscious as a non-existent thing, as a body, which isn't true. Yeah, you can have a perfect eye, and yet if the body's dead, it's not seeing freaking anything. <laughs> you could take that eye and put it in a live body and it would facilitate vision. It's not the eye that's seeing. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. That's my phone doing <laughs> something. I don't know what. It's trying to communicate to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's telling me you must get off the Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a friend of mine here says, Kathy says it's selfing. It, yeah. <laughs> My friend Kathy says it's a selfing phone. 
Yes. Yeah. It's, it's trying to, yes, it's having its say. Yeah. Well, um, uh, anybody, well, you're running out of time, so um, I'm, I don't mean you, I mean the folks to ask questions. So if you've got one, now's the time. Uh, uh, but um, what would, um, we got like uh, eight minutes. What would you uh, leave us with, Paul? What would you have us, I don't know, do, Nothing. think about? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> How did I know you're going to say that? <laughs> um, well, and I, that's what—that's the greatest gift of all. You already have it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of feel like I—I I, uh, usurped your uh, telling of the uh, uh, Ramana Maharshi quote about uh, presupposing. Do you want to give us that quote again, and uh, maybe we can well, end on that note? Because there's a second part of it, which okay. is. The presupposing of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. So the idea of salvation is of the non-existent thing, first of all. If you weren't the non-existent thing, you would not be thinking of salvation. You'd be being salvation. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So then he follows it up with, if your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? It's a very good question to wear for a while. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. A beautiful one, too. If you try to get up and ask a question, you didn't. Re you don't realize you've been knocked down. You've been knocked out. Yes. Yeah. That's, too, that's like a knockout punch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of questions, we have one. Shall we? Uh, shall we take oh, a question? One more. <laughs> oh, one more. Uh, I'll let go of the mic. Hi, so Paul, it's Dolores again, and I was wondering though. So, if I'm in mental pain, for instance, I go in and out, and I feel like I'm suffering. What do I do? Um, is there something that you do or you just have to wait for grace or what? So letting go of the mic. Go ahead. Why don't you ask, who is it that's suffering? Use a, use a subjective question and direct it at the false subject. Yeah. See what happens. So when it, when it rises and says me, ask, who is this me? Yeah. You're not looking for an answer. Just ask the question. That's that's as far as you need to run the ball down the field. Ask the question, who am I who's suffering this mental suffering? Just ask it. It's not saying it has no opinion about the mental suffering, doesn't want to change it or not change it. It's just totally dismissing all the importance that gets extended out and then throws it back and just ask who it is and sit with that and see what happens, yeah? Because there's suffering, there's, there's pain, but it's usually different when it's seen not to be yours, yeah? the experience of it. Yeah, so I'm sorry, go ahead, Paul. My yeah, well, um, and Dolores, uh, Dolores says thank you. Um, uh, you talked about uh, the difference between um, when someone else is suffering uh, and uh, when you seem to be the one suffering. And, and uh, yes, sure. Yeah, won't you tell us about that and tell us tell us what that reveals? 
Baha reveals a lot. Let's say someone's suffering, but you have an immunity to it. Let's say they're being driven crazy by their thoughts, yeah? And you, yet, seeing them as not yours because they're theirs, then you have an immunity to it. But if those same thoughts were held in your head as yours, they probably have an ability to ruin your day. So you have to see it's not the thoughts. It's the identification as the thinker or the thought about, yeah? Yeah. You have to start seeing the exact nature of the seeming wrong, or you'll be looking from it all day. Yeah. 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 And that's what teaching is. You teach about what you're not, so that you can someone can hear the talks and maybe they suddenly they'll get a sense of other when all that yapping that's going on was used to be just assumed to be about you. Once you, and then then relief suddenly becomes available available because you you've actually saw correctly the cause of the seeming non-relief. Yeah? yeah, that's what happens. So you know you're on the money. So you can't know the tree but by its fruits. So in my case, the way I see it, if if you look at it in 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 the lens of time you'll travel lighter. Yeah. yeah, It's not saying the geography of your life will be get great. It may not change anything for the action figure, but it's going to, what while it's traveling over everything that life has in store for it, it'll travel lighter over it. And I found in with a chunk of time watching that occur, really, what more do you want? Yeah. Really. These things we throw out enlightenment and that if you were if you felt a contentment and a peace and a satisfaction, you would lose all interest in all that. <laughs> That's what I want anyway. <laughs> yeah. And Kathy here has said unaffected presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, again, Paul's website is zenbitchslap.com. That's the only time we'll say bitch on here, on this uh, program. Um, uh, but uh, if you uh, uh, <laughs> and there are, um, he has several materials there, written materials as well as audios hey, and so, videos. You know, we have a new book coming out too. Oh, good. It should be on Amazon already. What is it, Paul? And it's reflection. It's I, it's it's writing is about reflecting on the twelve steps. So it's called under a rest a, a slash r e s t. So because under arrest oh, is a good. little joke. So yeah. Under arrest. Oh great. Under yeah, arrest. Out of Amazon, and uh, yeah, if it's helpful. Yeah. Well, we'll we will definitely look. And then for we it. also have the other one, escape. I think it's escape from everywhere or to everywhere. There's another book. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I didn't. I was not aware. Okay. Oh, yes, I'm a big author. You didn't know. <laughs> I, I was impressed before, I, but <laughs> now I'm really impressed. Uh, yes. Yeah, but it's um, uh, under a rest and escape from. I think it's escape from everywhere or escape to everywhere. Just look on the Paul Hedeman. Okay, on Amazon. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay, very good. If you get it off of my link, we get more money, but I don't have it up on our site. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we will be doing it, so. Yeah, yeah, they're a little bit amused that you don't know the name of your own book. It's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> well, I've never read any of them. <laughs> Uh, uh, Paul, they're saying thank you, and I'm saying thank you. Thank you so much. I am, um, 
you have uh, uh, changed the game for me, and I and I truly appreciate it. Well, I hope you stay in touch with me again. I will. You can. I, I, oh, that's yay! I absolutely Not with will. The whole crowd, <laughs> just you. Oh, they can't come. <laughs> oh, they can come if they like. That's great. I think there was only one other person saying they had different names, so. <laughs> that's yeah, not true then we didn't do that try to call me anytime okay that's great that's great thank you paul and um we'll let you go namaste thank you honey yes thank you bye bye uh okay folks and uh oh Oh, okay. I will. Regina, I'll call him and tell him we'd like a mini-series. Uh, that would be great. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to let go of the mic. Thanks, everybody. It's been uh, a blast. Okay, bye.